ding. This is your captain speaking, a.k.a. Captain Death, the host of the Lots of Pasta podcast. I have a quick announcement to fucking make before we get into this episode here. I know this is random. I know this is out of nowhere, but so is my energy sometimes. And over this last weekend, I decided to make a Patreon account. I don't know why. I finally got over five and a half years of stubbornness and decided that, hey, maybe the podcast can be self-sustainable from this point forward and it would make making content a hell of a lot easier. Uh, I also made a coffee account for people who don't feel like signing up for a monthly subscription um, where you hand money to us repeatedly and maybe you just want to throw money at us one time, whatever. I don't care. I'll accept anything at this point. Consider me a prostitute. For your ear holes. Uh, There are five tiers of subscription services that you can sign up for on our Patreon. And they all have fun pasta-related names with fun little things that you get for each tier. The first tier, starting at $3, is just a basic support tier where you make sure that our content continues coming out. And it continues coming out the way it always has, which is ad and sponsor-free. And then the tiers do kind of increase with vocal shout-outs, actual credits on the YouTube videos, as well as being able to decide some of the stories that we get to read if you're on Patreon, and um, maybe even being vetted to come on an episode and talk with uh, me or talk with us, depending on who you want to talk to, um, or maybe even read a story with us. And, you know, there are some uh, things to read through over there if you want to check out Patreon and possibly become a subscriber for the Lots of Pasta podcast. And uh, without further ado, I am now at the tier three or higher thank you or spank you segment of today's episode, which I have two lucky guests who I would like to fucking spank on today's episode. And that is, of course, Kitty, returning subscriber, who is also on the show as reader Taurus Filth. And today's spank you is, why the fuck haven't you come back for another episode, you cunt? You know, I I record with you from across the fucking planet, and then you disappear. What the, f- what the fuck is up with that? You made my voice get all high. I don't like that. So you better fucking record with me again sometime soon, you bitch. Evan fucking Gravino who uh, I used reverse psychology on when I said don't sign up for the Patreon and definitely don't sign up for, like, the highest level possible. And he was probably drunk when he received that message from me. So he, of course, naturally went straight to level 5 on Patreon and became the highest available subscriber option. (laughs) Which, I, you know... Thank you. I will thank you. But also, I'm going to spank you a little because uh, I just saw you at D&D and you wanted to get away with some type of like evil machinations to like uh, control some ghosts and I don't know, fuck up everyone's day and be some bad guy or something. And I fucking shot you. (laughs) And now it's immortalized on the podcast. So you're going to have to fucking deal with that now. If you want to be a... Lots of Pasta Podcast 
Patreon subscriber, then you can find the link in our description of our videos or podcasts posted anywhere, whether it's iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it, the link will be there. Um, or search us at Lots of Pasta on Coffee or Patreon. Thank you for listening, and now, on to the episode. I see dead people. Here's Johnny. Stop. We have such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Fuck you too. I am chock full. I was gonna say, you want to say that? Say that one more time, clearer and slower. I am chock full uh nuts yeah same cool <laughs> shout out to where am i we're drinking your whiskey don't leave stuff at my place <laughs> delicious <laughs> shout out to sofa king oh who's sitting here right next to me that's my new one oh <laughs> You sound like you slipped. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, like on, a, like on a banana peel. <laughs> Mama mia! <laughs> no, not a meatball, oh, a banana okay. peel. Oh, no. I, I don't know the difference. Uh, they taste the same to me. <laughs> uh, gluten. Oh, man. What's going on? Dude. You you were just on an episode a little a little while ago, but it's mm. it's always nice to have you back again so soon. Happy of to course, be here. of course, soon for the podcast is a year because I had a mental breakdown and went on a hiatus. <laughs> Me too, but you don't hear about it because I don't have a podcast. So. <laughs> oh, 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 who hasn't? You yeah, know, in the last couple of years. But anyway, yeah. so uh, I didn't really. I'm sorry. We're we're back. <laughs> I'm not going to say I did either. I just smoked a lot of weed and decided I didn't want to work for anything anymore. Fuck that. Fuck the system, <laughs> man. Sofa no, King is the off the rails. <laughs> no, it's it's the podcast that that suffered. <laughs> oh well, my loyal listeners, I would like to apologize. Yeah, it's apologize my on my behalf. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible start. I hope this is your first episode. Oh, I hope. I hope. I always hope this is everyone's first episode. Me and too. I know. And I know it's not. <laughs> we have like a thousand repeat listeners at this point. Yeah. Like they, they, they know what the show is about. And when they see a new episode come up, their first reaction is, "God damn it!" Usually, Here I go again. Usually, whenever they see what character this is with, because it's going to go in one of two directions. The direction we're going today, which is probably going to be silly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine laugh. And uh, that's for me and, to know. And sp I'm spooky. I'm spooky. I'd say spooky. I feel so we're not, spooky we're not today. Getting, we're not getting spooky today. We are doing... A versus episode. <laughs> we are doing a versus, like many other episodes versus. we've done. Is that Mario Kart? Yeah, that was good. Versus at the drive. Uh, no, I skipped the story that I want to tell. Uh, we're doing no sleep. Reddit no sleep. 
versus unsettling stories. Battle Royale. And what what we're going to do is we're each going to read a no sleep story and decide which was better out of the random two that we picked. Completely subjective. And then we're going to read two unsettling stories and see which of them was better. And then we're going to see which was better of the of the entire episode. You know, what was the MVP we're story? Do, we're doing the ranking system. Yeah. There will choice. there will be a bottom. Yes, there will be a top. And we're going to decide that after reading. Them, there will be course. two middles. But what will happen is uh, Sofa King, I'm going to let I'm going to let him start. But we're going to talk. We're going to talk about them just a little before we jump right in. Right. Um, at the drive through at Starbucks. So I don't drink coffee. I like coffee. I had coffee this morning. You drink coffee a lot. Yeah, I drink coffee every day. Would you go to a Starbucks? Do you like Starbucks? I would drink their cold brew. I'm not a big fan of, uh, like, two sugary drinks. Sure. I'd rather get my sugar from uh, my Sofa Queen, you know what I mean? I was going to, I was yeah. just, you beat me by like a second. I was yeah. going to say the Sofa Queen. I love you, Sofa Queen. Who always needs to get a shout out. You said she listened to your episodes yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, I, she that's, did. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. She's my sweet Sofa Queen. She's I'm shopping for a table you, today. I'm telling you, she's always welcome to just sit in. She's shopping for a table. We got rid of our table. We got 50 Come bucks for it. Come on down by our tables. We got some tables here. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm not selling out of my store anymore. Okay. It's uh, it's it's all gone to shit. <laughs> uh, the whole I lost the plot and we're no longer selling anything. The store's closed. We've closed our doors. It's a it's a terrible situation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's great. It's great. Tiki. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Inflation, man. Just inflation. We'll I, get I like, there. We'll get to, we'll get to the inflation. Just but let's get back so to the expensive. Starbucks. What what is funny to me about the Starbucks is when I first got this story, I was making this file, I want to say as early as five years ago. Yeah. And I tagged frowns to read this story. Yeah. Do you know where he works now? Uh, I would guess Starbucks because you just yes. mentioned. Okay. He works at a Starbucks. Yeah, that that was my guess. That was my guess. And I find I find the timeliness of this story to be all that more convenient. Mm. How incredible that I had made this call several years ago, for it to only come to fruition. My God, are all of the creepy bosses you tag? It's informing our lives. Yeah, it's all yeah. gonna come true. That price of sugar one you're gonna read. Oh my God, it is you're, you're crazy. Gonna, you're gonna I don't think about... are we doing the price of sugar? I thought we weren't. We're not. You're right. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. We're not gonna get to talking about inflation. No, I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Because okay, like, that's fair. It, like the it's infl- part of your lifeblood. The sofas they you got the too sofa full king. of air. Yeah. Yeah. They all blew up. All of our chocolate sofas. We inflated them too much, and they're all okay. Never mind. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Sofa King. No, I'm just great. thinking of that loss, man. I'm thinking of that loss. Yeah, it's thousands of dollars. Thousands what, what of dollars. What have you been doing to recoup your kingdom? Um, well, you know, the Sofa Prince has been, uh, you know, just the jester on the streets. He's just, uh, he's like a one-man band kind of thing. <sighs> it's been do, sad. He has, like, a skateboard, do. and he's, like, uh, you know, doing some cantankerous uh, music playing out on out on boardwalks, and he doesn't have permits, so he's getting yelled at. And 
he's taking those cops the on bikes are really running. yeah well he has a skateboard so he tries to outrun him but he has all this equipment on his back he's got the big bass drum and yeah um, his hands are they have the symbols or the accordion in them he right? just never so. gets through a full song <laughs> I always got to remember that we always, like, make up a song at some point in your episodes. We do. As well. I was thinking about that right before we went on. Like, what what do I have to sing about? Everything is awful right now. Great. Inflation. At the drive-thru at Starbucks. <laughs> you want to you take it away? I do. I'm from a small town. I'm just a small town girl. I mean small. Nothing much. Small. Small. It was in caps. All caps. Small caps. Nothing much happened other than take your tractor to work day. I was a high school senior in a class of 42 people. That is small. Indeed. We had all known each other since diapers. I could give you the first, middle, and last name of every child in my class. The biggest thing to happen to our town, though, was the day we got the Starbucks. Oh, nice. The only reason we got one was that we were right off the highway, and people passing through would make up for a small population size. Needless to say, the town was thrilled. It was a small cafe. Cafe? I, I don't know why I don't think of Starbucks as a cafe. Do you think of Starbucks as being a cafe? No. I just think of it... It's a Starbucks. It's a Starbucks. I'm sorry, I'm very heated. Uh, it was a small Starbucks cafe with nothing much of an inside, but at least it had a drive through Yeah. That's nice. The building itself was stacked right next to a strip mall, so it had a tiny parking lot. The actual drive through was pinned against a brick wall. Once you were in line, you had no choice but to keep going. This was especially annoying when the people in front of you had long orders. The line could fit about six cars back to back, and it was always full. Let me just say, the Starbucks didn't last long. Eight months after it opened, it was shut down. That's fucking stupid. I got to see the reason why, firsthand. Nice. It was spring break. <laughs> nice. My mom and I were heading to the mall, which was almost an hour away. It was hot. I was the one who suggested we stop at Starbucks before heading out. My mom didn't want to. She said, it's a waste of money. But I nagged her until she agreed. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <laughs> we pulled up to the drive-thru and there were four cars ahead of us. My mom sighed but got in line. Oh, you stupid idiot. Her mom would say. His mom would say? His, yeah, maybe. Their mom would say. Yeah. Three more cars pulled in back of us. We were all stuck like peas in a pod, sweating with the heat of the day. I want something cold, mm -hmm. I whined to my mom. Mm -hmm. She rolled her eyes. Strawberries and cream? Yes, please. I pulled out my phone and Snapchatted <laughs> some friends. <laughs> Getting fraps with the mom. <laughs> I typed as I snapped a pic of us. <laughs> Wait, where'd it go? My mom laughed and pushed the phone away. Suddenly, a loud pop filled the air. How's that sound? We looked at each other in surprise. It sounded like a gunshot. <laughs> it sounded exactly like I said softly. 
No way, she responded, shrugging it off. It was probably just a car backfiring. We sat in silence for the next few moments. I think we both sensed something change. Then the scream came. It was a man's. Instinctively, I stuck my head out the window to see what was going on. I don't know why I make sound effects for That's everything. Fine. I just have fun. That's good. Because of how packed in we were against the buildings, we couldn't actually open our doors. But I was small enough that I could get half my body out the window to view the scene. There was a figure standing on the hood of the car. It was about four cars ahead of us. He wore a gorilla's mask, a gorilla mask. In his hands was a gun. He had it pointed down towards the windshield. Someone in the car was screaming, begging for help. Jesus Christ. My mother pulled me in the car right before enough pop filled the silence. The windshield shattered and lit up the alley in fear. We need to get out of here. My mom said under her breath. She looked around wildly, knowing that we were blocked in. The cars behind us weren't moving, and obviously, neither were the cars in front. None of us could open our doors. What the fuck? <laughs> I whimpered. It's going to be okay. My mom put the car in reverse and slammed on the gas. Because we weren't moving, we couldn't get enough speed. See, she struck the car behind her, which faltered but didn't move. My mom's panic was getting worse. She tried going forward, but the same thing happened. We could see the people in the other cars panicking as well. The woman in front of us was banging her door against the brick of the building, trying desperately to climb through. She managed to edge halfway out, but got stuck. Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> The man in the mask calmly climbed over the car he had just shot into and moved on to the next. Oh. On to the next, come on. Hey, I watched it in horror as he tapped on their windshield. There was a couple in the front seat. I could see them holding each other in dismay. Roll down your window, the masked man said loudly. Nice. Thank you. The seconds ticked by. People in the cars were around us were screaming. My mom and I were quiet. Roll it down now! The driver's side window slowly rolled down. We could hear a man's voice from inside. Please, we have kids in the car. Don't hurt us. We are good people. Please. The masked man leaned over towards the open window and shot the couple two times. <laughs> Can he get one more time? I was so scared. Oh no, they did. Blood <laughs> erupted from the car. Their windows were painted red with blood. Now we could hear the cries of children. My mom grabbed my hand. She swallowed slowly. <laughs> get down. <laughs> what? I couldn't comprehend what was happening. Get down. As far under the seat as possible. He may not see you. But, Mom... My words were interrupted by a chorus of gunshots. The kids' cries ceased. 
Without another word, I folded myself into the space under the dashboard. I got as small as possible. My mom angled her purse next to me, nearly covering the spot I was in. She was breathing hard. A woman's voice was piercing the alleyway. Why? Why are you doing this? I realized it must be the woman trying to get out of her car door. She got stuck between her car and the wall. I shut my eyes, trying not to picture her hanging there, just waiting to be shot down. Even my mom looked away as the shot rang out. Blood sprayed. My mom braced herself against the steering wheel. She looked ahead as if entranced. I sobbed quietly. <laughs> I could feel the man jump onto our car hood. His footsteps were loud right above us. I glanced towards my mother. She didn't dare look at me. The gorilla mask hung down over the open window of my mom's side. The gun was pointed at her temple. I couldn't see his real face, but I got the feeling he was smiling. My mom suddenly reached out and grabbed the gun. I nearly knocked my head against the dashboard in surprise. The man must have been surprised, too, because the gun came easily out of his grip. She aimed upward and pulled the trigger. She shot him as many times as she could before the bullets ran out. Blood was dripping down the windshield and all over her clothes. The mask was covered in holes. She kept pulling the trigger even though nothing came out. I breathed a huge sigh. I couldn't believe she just did that. My mom, a small town housewife, just killed a murderer. But before I could crawl out, another pop sounded. Thank you. It came from my side of the car. I watched in horror as my mother's head exploded out of the back of her skull. Pop. Goes the mother. <laughs> she fell forward onto the steering wheel, her nose on the horn. I slowly turned my head to the, my side of the car, where someone wearing a Barbie mask was peering down. She cocked her head to the side, surveying her work. She must not have seen me because she disappeared. I felt her step off of our car into someone else's. I tried to breathe, but nothing came out. I stayed under my seat for nearly an hour. The police arrived within 20 minutes of the first shot, but I couldn't get myself to move. They only found me after using the jaws of life to open up the top of our car to pull my mom out. When the officer saw me, her face crumpled. I hope literally. She could see the fear still <laughs> etched onto my face. Oh no. <laughs> I was the only survivor from the drive-thru. Altogether, 13 people were shot to death, including three kids under the age of 10. The man in the gorilla mask was later identified as a radical eco-terrorist. The plan is just too much. This is outrageous. We need to murder 13 people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you dress as Barbie. I'll, I'll wear the gorilla mask. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the man in the gorilla mask was later identified as a radical eco-terrorist. They planned this event to protest Starbucks' impact on the environment. Despite their intent, no one who worked at Starbucks was injured. It was just those of us in line. They never found the other person.
My mom died bravely, and I still cling to that. Never in my life would I have expected her to grab a gun from a crazed killer. She did it for me. To save me. There is one thing that still eats me up inside. Because despite their horrible actions, all of the death and destruction those murderers caused, the event actually worked. At least for me. I know I will never go to a Starbucks again. That's that's fun. That that was cool. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun that's a fun uh start to the episode. I Lots think. of blood, man. Yeah, no, it's it's cool for something visceral, I think. I think that's more of a that's more that's more of an unsettling stories story actually. I'm I'm excited for when we get there this episode because I think you're going to realize that the kind of like gross out extremist horror that unsettling stories is kind of capable of telling that fits in very well. Like that, that could have been an unsettling story, but it was a slightly unsettling story. It said it was from no sleep. So we're just going to assume that the Barbie mask and the eco terrorist were quite the twist. Like at the very end, just let, let's throw in that he was, was like the strangers. Oh, I mean the eco-terrorist thing. Yeah, the eco-terrorist thing. Eco-terrorist thing. That no, that's that's funny. That's just, yeah, because why? That's just character work. Yeah. You, you know? know what? Yeah, the whole time, the gorilla mask. Like, how does that tie in? Like the and Barbie you mask. A, and you had a fun voice for the gorilla guy. You better stop now. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel when I I haven't had coffee. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee for the things you can change, Best wine for the things you can't. Waking up is shooting three, <laughs> shooting three shooting kids, kids at a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> in line. Really, I feel like the moral of the story murdering innocents is you shouldn't wait in line at Starbucks. It, those lines take get so out of your long. car, go into the store. Get out of your car, go into the store because if you get in line at seven fifty. You're not going to get to work in time, and you can't leave the line. No. You can't leave the line, and then no. you're 15 minutes late with your, uh, you know. Vanilla mocha latte. No, I was going to say black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> if that, you, you could also get in the office, but it's just a higher quality, you know. So this story, I have an asterisk next to it in my notes. I think this might be a recommendation from someone. Or this might be like an award winner, like a monthly no sleep award winning story. Um, the awards mean nothing. It's just everyone decided it was just a well written story, though. So I am I am interested in this one. Nice. Uh, she sold happiness in glass jars. You know what's in those glass jars? Uh, happiness. Weed. What? You think so? <laughs> I would say yes. If you're if you have some weed. You should smoke it. It's probably like you think like back to like the seventies and how they would just go onto a farm and throw stuff into a literal glass jar with the little the little caps, and it's just like to 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 be alive at that time. There is a that Woodstock time person that I know that was alive in that time, and he had a like basement full of that like brown weed and so like that dirt that dirt dirty weed that dirty weed but it was like a full basement's worth and i 
I knew a, a parent who only recently just passed away, R.I.P. Um, he grew in his basement. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, like, just growing that shitty weed in your basement. I mean, I can see why, like, it was illegal for so long because the quality was so low. That's probably true. You know? You'd smoke a lot of it just to get retarded. <laughs> right. And then those now people and then those people were like, you know, not like I'm not smoking that weed. Why would I do that? <laughs> that's bad weed. Um the only other thing I could think of that's being sold in these glass jars is like an e girl like farting into a jar and selling it on her OnlyFans. Do you know how much money she made on that shit? Maybe. A lot. Yeah. That's the number that I have. I don't have... Maybe. I don't have figures, but she made a lot of money doing that. And then she got really sick, right? The bathtub water. I don't know about the the bathtub water. The chick did bathtub water. That's really gross. I think so, too. Would you drink it? (laughs) (laughs) You just looked so sincere when you said it. Oh, man. I'm just going to start reading this one now because I need answers. She sold happiness in glass jars. The poster read, happiness, exclamation point, sold in glass jars, capital G, capital J, exclamation point, called today, today, exclamation point, and underneath the text was a phone number. Would you call? I would drink it. (laughs) I was walking home from a long, exhausting day of work when I caught a glimpse of a paper stapled on an old telephone pole. I took a picture of it thinking it was amusing. I was going to show my wife once I got to our apartment, but I was caught up with chores and forgot about it. Hey, are you married? Wait, have I not told you this? Dude. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm married. Yeah, I got married, and it's great, man. I'm so happy. dishes, laundry, packing a snack for our daughter. Dude, do you have a kid? Nah. That's probably for the better. We just have the sofa <laughs> prince is uh, just a friend who we treat really, really terribly. And they Everyone, give us all their money. Everyone's got him. You gotta have a prince. Packing snacks for our daughter, putting her to bed, then putting her toys away that she left out in the living room. Every night, it was the same routine. The next day, I awoke sleeping back to back with my wife. I always had to get up earlier than she did for my job, so I quietly got ready for the day and headed out the door. Didn't have to explain all that. At work, I was updating the company's latest expense report. Well, we're getting to the serious stuff now. Okay, all right, expense Most reports. days were similar to me. Uh, most days were similar to this one. They were basically paying me to stare at a computer for nine hours a day and input a couple numbers into a spreadsheet. I finished my work very quickly, so I decided to head out of the office early. It also helped that it was a Friday, and a lot of people have early at the end of the week. On my walk back, I was thinking of what my life had become. I do this often. I always dream of travel. I always dreamed of traveling when I was younger. I wanted to drive across the country or solo backpack across Europe. Then I met Kelsey. Don't get me wrong, I love Kelsey. I mean, I still do. We just don't have that spark anymore. When you meet someone and get into a relationship, whether it's meant to be or not, some of your personal life plans have to be put on hold. And then that relationship turns to marriage. And then you have a baby. And then you enroll your daughter in preschool. Then you have to get a better paying job and work more hours and blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm not having kids. Hashtag selfish life. Hey, Sofa Queen, like, our life is so good, and I don't feel that monotony at all. I love you. 
I'm I'm actually a hundred percent there with Alley yeah. Cat. With Alley Cat, I uh, I have zero expectations, and we just want to have a good time. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw a pity party for myself. I'm just saying I wasn't exactly content with where I was in my life. I wouldn't have referred to myself as a happy person. As I took the same route home that I did every day to work and back, I walked by the same poster I had passed the day before. I don't know why, I really don't, but I decided to call the number. I figured it would be just some joke. Uh, just some joke. Maybe someone just picks up and says, I love you, on the other end and hangs up. Or maybe it's a line to a sex worker. I, I had no idea what to expect. I called, and it only rang once before someone picked up. Hello? A woman said. Uh, hi, um, I'm calling about your poster, uh, your ad. Oh, awesome. She said calmly. When do you want to pick it up? Pick what up? The jar. She said it like it was the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, oh, um, of course. Uh, I then realized I had left work early without telling Kelsey so I could just go pick it up now and she'd be none the wiser. What exactly is it? Uh, that you're selling? I just told you. It is happiness in a glass jar, like the poster said. Happiness keeps best in glass jars. They're more durable than, say, a plastic bag. Uh, okay, um, should we meet somewhere? For sure. I don't want you to end up being a creep or something. So let's go to a public place. The public place we decided on was Starbucks. What the fuck? A parking lot a little over a mile from me. I did not do this on purpose. I now, know. Now I'm scared. <laughs> now I didn't think I was really going to be buying a jar of happiness or whatever. I was 99% sure that she was just going to sell me drugs. Maybe heroin would be in the jar. I remember thinking, oh no, happiness is probably a nickname for some street drug and I'm going to a drug deal. And Ecstasy what, or something. And what if she's a cop or... A, exactly. Yeah. And, and am I going to get arrested? But something inside me told me to keep walking. So I did. I stood outside and texted her. I'm here. Cool. Be there in a sec. What are you driving? Silver Camry. As her final text came through, I saw her car pull in. She took a spot not too far from where I stood, and I could see that there was no one else in the car, which put my kidnapping fear to rest. She opened her door and stood out of the pavement, looking around until her eyes met mine. I gave her a little nod of acknowledgement, and she simply responded by waving her hand, gesturing for me to come over to her car, so I did. She was young, maybe mid-twenties, with curly golden hair. Her skin was pale and contrasted with all black outfit she was wearing. I thought she looked like Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz had put on the Wicked Witch's clothing. Nice day out, she said as a greeting. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Hadn't really paid attention to it. You were the one that called about the jar, right? Yeah, that was me. Cool, well, here you go. She handed me a very small glass mason jar. It couldn't have been more than two inches tall. Inside of it was a light. Not a light bulb, just light. It was like someone bottled up sunshine. It glowed even in the mid-afternoon daylight. It looked like a tiny sun or a tiny universe existing in this little crystal-walled home. I was admiring it with no attempt to hide the awe on my face. Pretty rad, isn't it? What? What is it? 
You've asked that like three different times, I think. My answer is still the same. It is happiness. Happiness in a glass jar. What do I do with it? Keep it, she said simply. If you have any problems, shoot me a text. She started to get into her car. Wait, I I thought you were selling this. How much is it? Don't worry, man, she said with a smile. You'll pay. She closed her door. <laughs> and I stepped out of her way as she backed up, then drove off. What the hell just happened? What was I holding? I looked down at the jar again, and its radiance was simply mesmerizing. I put it in my pocket, and I could see its glow slightly through my pants, and I began to walk home. What was just a nice sunny day quickly changed into a rainy one, with clouds wrapping the sky. It was not forecasted that it would rain, or else I would have ridden the bus or subway to work that day. I jogged home, trying not to get too drenched. I finally found shelter once I made it to my apartment building. I walked up to my door and found that my key wasn't on my key ring anymore. Shit, I can't believe I lost it again, I thought. I knocked on the door and said in a somewhat loud voice, Hey babe, it's me, I don't know what happened to my key. And I heard the door being unlocked from the other side. When the door opened, I was greeted by a large, heavy-set man with greasy hair and an unkempt goatee, who said, I think you got the wrong door, bud. Oh, I said disoriented. My bad. Sorry, have a good one. He let out a chuckle as he closed <laughs> the door. Apartment number 33. I know that was my apartment. I know it was. I'd been in apartment 33 for five years now, but that was not my apartment. From what I could see inside, all the furniture was different. It was painted a different color. It was all wrong. I felt like I'd hit my head and was drugged. Same. In that mm. moment, nothing made sense. Same. I generally live <laughs> like I, I feel like I hit my head. <laughs> I kind of always feel like I hit my head. <laughs> Waking up is kind of like I hit my head. Yeah. I pulled out my phone to call life, Kelsey bro. so she could calm me down and tell me I just got confused for a second, but her contact wasn't in my phone. In fact, nothing was in my phone. I had no messages with her, no previous calls, no pictures. It was like my phone reset to factory settings. Did that girl somehow switch my phone out when I wasn't looking? I would have just dialed Kelsey's number manually, but I don't quite remember it. I had known it by heart before, but... Not anymore. I needed to get back to the office. I had all my contacts backed up on my work computer, and since it was still raining, I hopped on the bus which had a stop right in front of the apartment complex. I rode downtown toward my office the whole time staring at my wet shoes, wondering what the hell was going on. We had a keycard access to our building so only authorized personnel can get inside. I always keep my access card in my wallet, always, but surprise surprise it wasn't there. I buzzed into the speaker we had for guests with appointments or employees as a backup in case anyone lost or forgot their card. Bzzz. Hey, this is Tim. Uh, I must have lost my card. My employee number is... And I stopped as I drew a blank. A voice came through the speaker. Tim? You got cut out. What's your employee number? Um... I can't 
remember I... That's fine. Just tell me your full name and department. Um, finance. I'm in finance. My full name is Tim Brooks. One sec. About 30 seconds later, the man spoke to me again. We don't have a Tim Brooks working in this building. Do you have an appointment with someone? I backed up in surprise, almost tripping on my own feet. I had just been in that office an hour or two ago. What was happening to me? I felt like I was getting Alzheimer's, but going through every stage in one day. I stared at my hands, unsure if I was in the right body. I felt like the world around me was disintegrating. I wasn't in control. I was merely sitting inside somebody else's head, watching the world through their eyes. Ah! And just then I got a text. I recognized the number immediately. It was the girl, the one who gave me the jar. I'd forgotten all about it until I saw her text. Hey, how's it going? I looked at my phone dumbfounded. It made me angry she was so nonchalant about this. She knew what was going on. She had done this to me somehow. What the hell did you do to me? The worst is yet to come. Okay, I have to go. Bye. I was astronomically close to just chucking my phone as far as I could in frustration. I took the jar out of my pocket. It looked unchanged, just glowing, glowing just as bright. What the fuck did you do? I yelled at the jar, realizing I probably looked like a lunatic. As I stared at its glistening glass, I realized something. I didn't know what my wife's face looked like anymore. I knew her name. Well, I know it started with a K or maybe a C. I couldn't picture her in my mind. I, I knew I had a wife. I knew I did. Yes, because I had a daughter. I had a wife and a daughter. I just can't remember their faces then or their names or their birthdays or any memories I had with them. I know they existed. They did exist. I just seen them this morning, right? I couldn't remember how she looked or what she smelled like. What, what was her first date? We had a wedding, right? What about our first kiss or my daughter or was it my son? Maybe I didn't even have a kid, but my wife or girlfriend, she was real. I know she was. The thought was tearing me apart. I couldn't see her in my head. I couldn't recall a single fact about her. I was standing outside of the same building, but I was unsure I was, or why I was. Did I work there? I must work somewhere. The rain was accompanied by a chilly wind now. It was whipping at my face, making my nose and cheeks sting. I wanted to go home. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be warm. I wanted to go into a shitty office job that kept a roof over my head. I wanted it all. I was soaking wet. I was miserable. I couldn't remember my parents, my childhood. Did I even have any friends? Why was I in the rain? <laughs> I looked down at my hand. I was still clutching the jar. The only memory of my entire life I could con concretely remember was that girl giving it to me, telling me it was happiness. It did not bring happiness. It brought pain. It brought suffering. I was more miserable in that moment than I'd ever been. My phone buzzed. Break the jar, Tim. I looked at my other hand. With the setting sun and the rainy sky, I swear the jar glowed brighter than any street light near me. I didn't break it because I was following her instruction. I broke it because I was angry. I broke it because I was upset. I needed a release. I raised my arm above my head and brought it down with one swift motion, shattering the jar on the concrete beneath my feet. 
that dark, chilly air accompanying the rain spread away like it was a shockwave of a bomb going off, and I was at the epicenter. I saw the warm yellow light from inside the jar spread rapidly across the ground and ascend into the sky. It was as if I was watching the beginning of a universe being created, like God had just snapped his fingers and said, let there be light. I was engulfed in it. I could no longer see street or rain or anything dark. I felt like I was plummeting into a star going faster than the speed of light. It felt like sitting in front of a fire on a cold winter's night, but that warmth was covering every inch of my body. It was like watching one of Stanley Kubrick's movies. And then I blinked. I immediately could feel the sheets beneath me and my back barely touching my wife's. I was staring out the window. The morning light drenched through the glass and gleamed onto my face. I stood from bed and grabbed my phone. It was Friday morning. I had one text. Let me know if you ever need another jar. Smiley face. I called in sick to work. I snuck into my daughter's room and greeted her with a kiss and told her that she didn't have to go to preschool today. We were going to have a family day. And she smiled and stretched out her hands, stretched out her arms with a yawn before curling up and falling back asleep. I got back and get I got back in bed and sweet squeezed my wife tightly. I didn't let go for hours. Our daughter came into the room and woke us up eventually. She was jumping on the bed and shouting for us to wake up. <laughs> Yesterday I may have found that annoying. Yesterday I may have found a lot of things annoying or monotonous or dull, but not today. Today I pulled her under the covers in between me and Kelsey. Today was going to be a good day. Today I was happy. I didn't like that one. <laughs> I like the way you read it. I didn't like the story. I liked, it's your saying, I liked your salesperson. I really liked your God voice. Let there be light. Let there be light. <laughs> Let there be light. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I'm God. I'm the Holy Spirit. Um, no, it's like, okay, be happy with what you have. Don't ever, you know, don't achieve true happiness. They're trying to say that the only way to to lose happiness is to feel loss and that's such bullshit yeah that sucks <laughs> i can see why people like the story it's, yeah it's because weird. if you have a, sh a shitty life like that you're in a relationship you feel like you can't get out of yeah that's that's exactly what you need to stay in it and if you're stuck in a relationship i want you to call me i want you to send me an email um we don't have it set up yet but you know yes we do Oh, yeah. Send an email to <laughs> lpcaptaindeath at gmail dot com. And you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll answer any any of your emails about what you need to get out of your relationship. Yeah. If you need to hear it from somebody, hear it from me. I'm the sofa king. Definitely email us. Definitely and email us. Yeah. With, with those questions about what he just said. Come sit on my couch. Do you want to read Regina's raspberry jam or caviar? I feel like either is going to be really gross. I'm going to uh, give you the but jam. I, I feel like I can handle the raspberry jam. I'm going to give you the jam. And I'm also glad to see that I put frowns here again. again. Because that means you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> um, All right. Let's, let's quickly say we liked your story a little bit more. I definitely out the, liked. Out of the no sleeps. I think that's obvious. The, star, yeah. the Starbucks was thrilling. 
it was it, it was, was exciting. It was thrilling. Even whereas, if it was like the message was don't get stuck in line. Happiness sold in glass jars was just a shitty Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Yeah, shitty one. Like one where yeah. you should just give up all hope. Don't give up hope. Hope's hope's out there. Hope is a stripper with who just had a cesarean. Mm. Hope is So she's still tight. Yeah. <laughs> But That's she has, fantastic. but she has four kids. Yeah, but you know, hey, a little bit of this, so a little bit gonna, of that. We're Variety is the spice of life, bro. <laughs> we're gonna switch over to unsettling stories, which I don't believe we've ever read on one of your episodes. We have not. I'll go back and check at some point, but we have. Um, unsettling stories is another short story supplier. Don't check. <laughs> Please. And I'm gonna have you read Regina's Raspberry Jam. My sofa queen. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm already like I know you're already freaked out about the the title, but we're gonna we're gonna push through, and uh, it's gonna be great. And we're gonna start with Genius Raspberry Jam. Everyone loved Regina's Raspberry Jam. I just love her jam. It's terrific jam. Everybody loved Regina's Raspberry Jam. No one could get enough of it either. As fast as Regina could produce it, it'd get bought up and consumed within the first couple of days. No matter what she did, demand always outpaced supply. From the moment that one popular food blogger mentioned her jam, Regina was inundated with orders. Something about the jam was extraordinary. No one could quite put their finger on it either. People even went so far as to investigate the suppliers of the raspberries to see if they were selling Regina something special. Like a hybrid variety or something. Weed. Sativa. <laughs> Indica. With some raspberry. Mac and cheese. <laughs> what are other strains? Girl Scout cookies. OG Kush. That OG skunk. That skunky skunk. That diesel. But this wasn't a hybrid. These were just regular organic berries. They were high quality, but nothing you couldn't find at a Whole Foods or another high-end retailer. Like a Whole Foods. I, I befriended Regina in the first year of her fame. She was at the library, and I screwed up my courage to go talk to her. I've always been a foodie, and I knew about the jam she made. I'd only tried it once in a sugar cookie my niece had made. And I had to, I had to admit, the stuff was heavenly. I'd heard around town that Regina was shy and reclusive, even more so since her brush with fame. All that famous raspberry jam fame. <laughs> Still, I wanted to meet her. I went to her after she'd put her book down and introduced myself. She was pleasant, albeit slightly distant. We got talking, however, and she seemed delighted that I wasn't asking about the raspberry jam. Quite the contrary. I talked to her about the book she was reading, Accelerando by Charles Strauss. One of my favorites. Turned out, it was one of hers, too. We chatted about the book and the characters. She'd read it twice before. But she told me she liked to reread it when she was feeling overwhelmed. She said it helped her escape. It was only then that she hinted at being depressed. 
She was the first one to mention her job. I just can't make enough jam for people to be happy, she told me. I felt guilty, as if I were taking advantage of her candidness. The only reason I'd talked to her in the first place was because of the jam. <laughs> but she didn't need to know that. I nodded and let her continue. I just put so much of myself into it, so, so much of myself. It was then I realized how pale she looked, as if she'd been drained of blood. I worried about her well-being. Why don't you just walk away from it? I asked, or just take a break. Regina sighed. <gasps> I feel like it's my identity now. Everyone who loves it has eaten a part of me, and I just, I just worry that someday there won't be anything left. She stood up and shook my hand. It was really nice meeting you. She wrote her phone number on a piece of paper. Call me at some point. I'd love to talk to you about books again. And that's how my relationship with Regina began. We met many times after that and talked about books and television shows and movies. I'd hesitate to say we ever dated because we never got involved physically. But we'd given each other keys to our respective homes and saw one another almost every night. I felt like more of her confidant than her partner. And I was okay with that. Mostly. One evening in March, I called Regina. She didn't pick up. I knew she'd been working on that month's supply of jam, so I expected her to be busy. She always called back. But she didn't. I wanted to stop real quick because I want to make a guess as to what's in her jam. I'm gonna say unborn fetuses. Yeah. It's like a month's she's, supply like she's still, of jam. She's still borning herself. Or she's using her eggs, maybe. Or her period. Shit. Something, something gross, like, like vaginal. I think we're just gonna have to find out. You don't want to make a guess. I have, I, the title gives that <laughs> a guess to me. Okay. Yeah. I think so too. And it's gross. <laughs> In a good way. Hey. Continuing on, she didn't call. The next day, there was an article on the front page of our hometown newspaper talking about how Leigh Bernadine in New York had started using Regina's jam. There was a small blurb from a Q&A in the paper had had with Regina, and she mentioned how she poured her all into the jam. I was so happy for her. Tried to call again. No answer. Now I was starting to get worried. She usually didn't wait this long to return my calls. After another day of waiting, I drove to her house and let myself in. <laughs> the rooms were quiet. 
The kitchen was uncharacteristically clean. Usually there were pots and pans and smudges of jam all over the place. Not that time. I walked around the house calling her name. Regina! No response. I ascended the stairs and looked around. I found her moments later. Regina had hanged herself from a beam in the closet. Dun, dun, dun. From the looks of her, she'd been dead for days. Uh. I wrestled with her lifeless body trying to get her down. I couldn't. I sobbed as I dialed 911. As I waited, I saw a note on the bed with my name on it. I opened it, and as tears flooded down my face, read the contents. I'm sorry, John. I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciated your friendship. Had I not met you, this would have happened a long time ago. And I never would have gotten to know the feeling of happiness I got when I was with you. But like I said so many times, I put so much of my energy into my work. The expectations were too high. I knew I couldn't keep it up forever. Please forgive me. Love, Regina. I wept. So we never actually find out what's in the jam? It's blood. It's blood. Oh, it's her blood. Yeah, it's her blood. Yeah, she's. So that's why she was pale. Yeah, she was pale because it was her blood. I thought maybe it was it, it, because grosser. it was Regina's jam. I thought it was something grosser. I really thought it was going to be grosser, but that was fun. That was a fun story. I really expected it to take a turn at some point and get usually, really. So gross. usually it is the last paragraph where it takes a turn. Like, yeah, you know, these stories are written that way, and um, I thought it was fun. It's it's fine, but I guess I went to the grocer place, so now I'm disappointed. I kind of wish it had gone there. I was ready to read it in that voice. <laughs> the placenta. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> she had she had cut up her placenta and used it in the jam. Yeah. Uh, I believe at that point it would be placenta. Plural placenta. Uh, I'm... Can that be the name of the episode? I'm not excited to read this next one. Yeah, I feel like I picked the right one. Because uh, I I don't like this. I don't like this word. I don't like this taste. I don't like this feeling. Um, you should have read the Raspberry Jam, bro. But I wanted you to read it. I had fun. <laughs> Reading about Raspberry Jam. That was good. I'm going to talk like that from now on. I think. I think that's just my new voice. Do you think Raspberry Jam was better than Starbucks? Probably not. You still think Starbucks was good? I okay. like Starbucks. No, Starbucks was. Oh, no. Starbucks was. I had good. more fun reading that one, but I think Starbucks was still. A better story. Like the ego terrorist twist at the end, the gorilla mask. Like, just. I thought it was more fun. I don't know if it was a better story. I'm going to think about that while you read. Caviar. Fucking, I hate caviar, dude. Like. I remember where, where am I came over and he brought like crackers and caviar. And he just sat here eating it and I had to smell it while he was sitting here. What a snack. And he's bougie. Yeah, and wh wait, yeah, wh where are you getting caviar? He went to like Wegmans. And Can you just get caviar yeah, at Wegmans? It costs, like, it costs like 80 bucks though. Like what are you bucks. doing? 
So, just as a snack, as a chill snack. I think it was for a party. I think it was for a get-together. There were maybe six or seven of us, and for some reason he assumed that we would be... No one had any of it. I think it, I think he took it what? home with him. Because, oh, my God. Because no, why would you no, have caviar at a little get-together like that? It was so weird. Get some nice cheese, man. Spend that money on the cheese. I love cheese. Oh, my God. So, caviar, for people who don't know, are fish eggs. They're very small... Um, I think they're, they're not even like put in a sauce or anything. It's literally fish eggs, but it's a certain type of fish and it's a certain class and it's, and it's farmed very specifically. They might put and, it in oil or something. I don't know. There might be. Maybe. There might be to keep I, it. I don't know. But, but it just pops. But I had it, I had it when I was in, I want to I say like when I was like 13 and mm. I thought it was gross. And now I eat sushi, and there, there are different types of fish eggs that go on sushi, and I don't mind those as much, but I still stay away from caviar. Do you do the quail eggs at all? Have I, you ever have done not. that on sushi? I have not. I highly recommend it. That's interesting. I've never even heard that. Very good. They're, they're teeny tiny, and they go on top of your sushi sometimes. If you go to a fancy sushi place every once in a while, you might see a quail egg. And I hope you remember this conversation and say, I hope you know so what? now. Maybe I'll have a quail leg. Yeah. Quail legs. Caviar. I've gone all over the world to find the best food. Six continents, thousands of regions, countless dishes, all in search of the perfect meal. For a while, I thought it may never happen. There was always something a little off. Salt, freshness, temperature, tiny niggling complaints that to anyone else would be meaningless. To me, though, they were the best difference between perfection and mundanity. My quest went on. The entire story. <laughs> no. During my travels... I'd learned about an underground supper club in Moscow, which met once a year. Ah, yes, some of the mules. While underground supper club sounds mysterious and illicit, it's just a place that operates casually, a.k.a. without a food license. <laughs> Chefs all over do it all the time for their friends. I've been to many. This one was supposed to be different. They had the best caviar. Caviar! Caviar is a luxury item, but even in luxury-obsessed Russia, it started to fall out of favor because of sustainability issues. It's still widely available, but the good stuff is getting harder and harder to find. The best stuff is nearly impossible to get a hold of. Yeah, bro, it's locked down by the oligarchs and heads of state. If you're not one of them or in close company, you're out of luck. So when I heard that supper club would be serving the best of the best, I knew I had to get in there. It wasn't easy. Like swimwear. It took four years to integrate myself within influential Moscow foodies. I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars at their restaurants, building a reputation, blogging about their food, and cultivating relationships. Vasily Protchenko, a restaurateur and minor celebrity in Moscow, noticed me. Over time, we became friends. I didn't know if he was privy to the supper club, but if anyone was, he had to be one of them. I didn't say anything, though. I waited. Can I ask a question? 
do you think he's a minor celebrity, like under 18, or just a small celebrity? Or a small celebrity in stature, like he's short? He's very short. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. One afternoon, Vasily and I were talking about caviar. Caviar! Specifically the best sources. He mentioned the waters off Japan, which I found strange since the Fukushima disaster had scared people away from certain types of fish in the area. He agreed that it was moderately disconcerting, but insisted the caviar from the fish in those waters was sublime. And then it happened. You know... He told me. There's something even better. Something practically nobody knows about. Can you keep a secret? I did my best to contain my excitement. This had to be what I'd been waiting for. But of course, I told him and leaned in for a kiss. To listen. Vasily told me about the supper club. There were twenty chefs, and a few of their close friends from all around the world. They met in a restaurant right down the street from Vasily's, and if I was willing to pitch in the 5K and keep my mouth shut, I'd be allowed to attend. One hour and a trip to the bank later, I had the 5K. All I had to do was wait. On the evening of the supper, I met with Vasily at the restaurant and had a drink. Then we walked down to the meeting place, which had a sign in front saying it was closed for the weekend. We walked around back to the kitchen and opened the door. The kitchen was full of chefs. Some of the chefs I recognized from my travels, some were strangers. All were busy preparing dishes for the evening. We sat in the main dining room, and I admired the The room was softly candlelit, and the windows had been covered in black paper. It was obvious that this was a private event, and no prying eyes were allowed. How does this work? I asked Vasily. They just start bringing out the courses. They're small, obviously, so you can sample all of them. The caviar will be at the end, I think. It's the rarest and most special of all of the dishes. True to his word, the food began to arrive, and we were treated to sumptuous courses, prepared by the meticulous and downright genius minds of the master chefs. I ate and drank until my head spun. Vasily excused himself and I went have to, to the take kitchen. a shit. I chatted with some of the other dinners diners, and learned that they were like me, rich foodies looking to experience the best of the best. And after a little while and a few more courses, someone near the kitchen clapped their hands to get everyone's attention, and to my surprise, it was Vasily. I want to thank everyone for coming tonight, he announced. The evening, as always, has been an incredible success. We've sampled foods from the greatest chefs around the world, and as is customary, we will like to end the night with something very special. You know I am passionate about my caviar! Caviar! You've had the best from all over. Russia, Japan, Canada, etc, etc. Tonight, I have another treat. It's something extremely rare and takes a very long time to produce in quantities fit for consumption. 
A parade of servers carrying silver trays emerged from the kitchen. They swarmed around the room, placing plates of food in front of each diner, and Vasily continued. This is the culmination of a year's work. I had to pull a lot of strings and grease a lot of palms to bring this to you tonight. But for the first time, I'd like to share with you this caviar. Caviar. It is without a doubt the rarest caviar on all the planet. And I believe it is the most exquisite. Please enjoy. Everyone applauded and Vasily bowed and came back to me. I had no idea you were the one behind the caviar, I exclaimed. Vasily grinned. I wanted you to be surprised, he admitted. Now, please, eat. Let me know what you think. I looked down at my plate, and there was a toast point, perfectly browned, covered with a reddish-brown paste. Atop the paste was a dollop of creme fraiche, flecked with green pieces of dill. My mouth watered. I brought it to my mouth and bit. My eyelids closed and I chewed, savoring the taste. It was thick and briny with distinct livery notes. It was unlike any caviar I'd had in the past, but it was undoubtedly spectacular. I took another bite. The complexity of the flavor profile was mind-boggling. Without realizing it, I'd been grinning like an idiot the whole time. Vasily asked. So... What do you think? I swallowed and said, It's the most incredible thing I've ever tasted. It's so smooth and buttery. There's none of this intense saltiness or pop of normal caviar, and I initially missed it, but then the notes of liver came through and coated my tongue. Where is it from? North Korea. My God! How did you get access to those waters without being shot? Well, here's the thing. I know a guy. He's a doctor over there. I picked up my last piece and ate it while Vasily talked. I knew I'd never be able to fish in North Korea waters. But the first time the doctor and I talked, I realized he had access to this caviar without even knowing it. Over years, I paid him a lot of money to collect it for me. I was puzzled. So the doctor brought you the fish? Vasily laughed. <laughs> no, no, no. The doctor isn't a fisherman. He is a specialist. He has no time for fish. A specialist in what? I inquired, profoundly confused. Gynecology. Vasily told me. They're really into forced sterilizations over there. It's bad for them, but great for us. Without it, we wouldn't have any of this wonderful caviar. The room seemed to darken, and I felt my mouth getting very wet and very dry at the same time. I formed the words, Vasily, what? kind of caviar, caviar is this? The chef grinned. Lady caviar. Uh, 
Regina's raspberry oh, jam. Oh, 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 my God. And that's it. Oh. <laughs> Regina's raspberry jam. Whoa. My guest <laughs> for Regina's is. raspberry jam came fully through for. Uh, oh, my God. For for the caviar. Wow. How, how how crazy is that? What a horrible story. In a good way. <laughs> like in a in a terrifying wow. Okay, so that's my top. That's your top? Yeah. Caviar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I it went exactly where I wanted it to go, honestly. Oh my God. I'm gonna say it's my top as well, but I think we both agree that Starbucks is next. Yes, I agree. Then, and then then Regina's Raspberry Jam. Yes. Because it could have been caviar. It could have been better than caviar. It could have been absolutely horrifying. Regina's rap, raspberry jam could have been. But the fact that it was just blood was just like, eh. and blood isn't like sweet. Blood is like metallic and weird and gross. Like yeah, I, it's I was not going to be good with I the was jam. A little, yeah, I was a little you would know. That, well, yeah, you would. You, you would, would know. Hundred percent know. Your jam would taste like pennies. Yeah. Even a little bit. Yeah. Like a blood pudding tastes like fucking blood. You know? Yeah, blood sausage too. Blood sausage tastes like fucking blood. Like it's just like there are just certain things you taste in this. Blood like the tastes like metal. Blood. Yeah. Yeah, you know blood. Um Y'all tasted blood before, right? And then I would put she sold happiness and glass jars at the at the bottom. And it's just, it's not because it was a bad story. I just think Regina's was better. Yeah. And I think Starbucks was better than Regina's. And I thought caviar was I thought better. Caviar was better than, than Starbucks. All yeah. What yeah. what a what a delightful plate. That was great. What a, what a wonderful meal we had uh, this this episode. A true charcuterie. Yeah, we had um, we had some coffee. Mm-hmm. We had some happiness. Wow, we had a full day. We had some blood raspberry jam, and we had some lady caviar from North okay. Korea. Okay, so I started my day with coffee. I would consider this happiness. So I have raspberry jam and lady eggs in my future. Lady eggs. Huh. What a beautiful thing. Not a bad Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. Honestly, I don't think I'd eat any of those things. Like, in real life, I already... Like, jam, for me, it's like grape or nothing. And... Yeah... I'm I'm not a huge raspberry jam fan. It's good, but I yeah, I prefer the my grape. avarice towards caviar. So like you have if if we're also gonna get into it, take your happiness and shove it up your ass and give me a mason jar full of weed. I'd rather have a fig jam than a caviar. There you go, that's a fun one. And I don't fucking drink coffee. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, this was a shitty one for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the store back up and running at some point here, but we don't know what we're gonna sell. The sofas got overinflated and blew up, and you know, um, what do you think we should sell? I was gonna say, can you, can you, can you sing me a song about the hardships you've been facing under oh, inflation of and course. and under under your new working condition and having like lost your company. Have I told you the story of the couches that got too big? No. The one time <laughs> that they blew up too big. Too big. 
And they exploded, and it was chocolate couches all over, and no sofas were left from the, the fire it caused. The kids were joyous, but their butts were hurt. They hurt, and they were lied to by the propaganda machine, and inflation is harmful to couches. Honestly, there's nothing more true than what you just said. <laughs> Some of the best couches I've seen are like the ones that are out there on the curb, you know, and you drive past it and you're like, man, I wish I had a truck so I can grab that couch real quick. Yeah. And, and then you realize you don't drive a truck. So you just. Don't. And then the so worst part is home. when it's been blown up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then you can't pick it up Even on your truck anymore. Even worse than that is when it doesn't exist. It's exploded, so <laughs> you can't pick it up with your truck. You well, you could, and it would just be a lot harder to put back together. You can't sit on that. No, well, you might be able to, like, hot glue it back together. <laughs> Take a while, but... It's not worth it. No. <laughs> oh, well, this, oh, is, man. this has been a wonderful little episode with Sofa King. Have I have another song. Oh, oh, do you? Stupid people <laughs> don't buy my couches anymore. And I'm tired of all the liberals with their money and Republicans too. And my head is on fire and my ass is sore. I can't even fit in my front door. I'm huge and sad about my couches. All my head is broke. No. <laughs> That's my second song. And oh. the third one goes like this. It's a work in progress. <laughs> it's because your head's broke. Yeah, my head's broke. So No. <laughs> no. That's a good one. Man, liberals with their money and Republicans too. Inflation is a bad thing for me and for you. <laughs> That's a good one, man. Thanks. That's good. I always appreciate getting getting to flex your, your musical prowess on these episodes. No one else brings that. Do you know what the weirdest song is? <laughs> What's that? Love in an Elevator. Love in an Elevator. I didn't know that's what they Love were saying. I thought they were talking down. in Spanish. I thought love in it in love like I didn't know I didn't know the words so I just thought it was like loving it in la vita or something Oh right yeah Yeah I don't know I was living la vida loca in the elevator That's fine It turns out that the elevator was there the whole time Uh the fun the fun story about that song more specifically is that whenever I used to go to Tally there was a a guy who had some type of um let's just say disability who oh. always sang Aerosmith songs very badly at karaoke. And if I were to imitate, he was living it up. if I were to imitate him even a little bit, um, let me, and, um, and he was really bad, and, and no one ever clapped for him. And it made me sad, so I would clap for him. That's nice. And um, But I still, he sang like shit. Don't, yeah, you don't go have to done karaoke better. if you sing you should, like you shit. You should do better. Honestly, there should be rules. Like, 
the, should you the, have to audition DJ, for karaoke? The DJ should be able to shut your song off halfway through when he realizes how awful I it is. I would only be in your way. <laughs> <laughs> now you sing that inflation song, you're up there for a good three minutes. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, it's no spirit town, but... <laughs> Doodle girl. Oh, man. Space girl, doodle girl, doodle dog. Doodle bomb. Ninoi mahoi. (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. (sighs) Uh, Bitches get stitches. Oh. Wait, no. Snitches get stitches. (laughs) Snitches get stitches. And bitches get riches. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Any other other points of wisdom you want to leave us with? Definitely. Um... (laughs) Calling all cops. Gotta get that criminal before they get away. Better do it quick or else they'll be gone. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, Oh, lawyers, better give good advice to your clients or to jail they'll go. That's also a good one. Doctors, you you better find the disease. Where did you get those index cards from? (laughs) Oh, I've had them this whole time. How, how many are there About there? 300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a stack there. Well, well, the green ones are songs, obviously. I'm gonna go and ahead. Then, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sing this. No, I'm going to go ahead and cut you right there and say, uh, we'll save those for your next episode. Okay. You've you've given us enough enough gold to live with uh, to be wealthy for the rest if of our lives. If you're a prospector, get that gold. You read another one. Okay, let's put that away as well. Uh, okay. So, so uh... This was this was lots of pasta with Sofa King. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and um yeah, I hope I hope If you're you- watered, don't freeze. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed You'll be cold. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh Sofa Sofa King. If you're a pirate, get that booty. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Prospecting. To the days and when the moon is high, a little lies with the tide with the lust for life. Out. I'm messing with me, I won't run into more. And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore. I'll wait the days and when the moon is high, and then I rise with the tide with the lust for life. Out. I'm messing with me, I won't run into more. And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore.